if you want to be an actor, you need to be acting <laughs> is the bottom line. The thing that I respond to the most besides talent is someone's passion, can-do spirit. He's just going to go for it. We'll do whatever it takes. They have to want it as much as we want it for them. You need to want it more than anyone, frankly. And we, then we, we also then want it for you. So that, that's the first thing I would say. If you've got something, let it rip. I'm never going to do this again. Everybody grapples with this idea that you're really a fraud. Like, I'm alive. And that's when it clicked with me. I thought, these are not superheroes. These are just men that can do super things. This is Matt Del Negro, and you are listening to the new Stripped Down 10,000 No's. All right, I'm going to keep this intro short, but I am going to say... We had another Let's Shoot the Rehearsal weekend intensive on-camera retreat last week in New York City. It was really awesome. These things are really exceeding my expectations. The reason I bring it up because it's all about getting miles on the road, you know, getting footage for your reel, getting training, working on a scene in depth. And you're gonna hear Becca Kavasek talk today about actors act. You know, at the end of the day, we talk a lot about strategy, about relationships with your manager, with your agent. But at the end of the day, she kind of says, the bottom line is get out there and do it. You got to actually, if you don't have, you know, official gigs, then go grab your friends and grab an iPhone and get something done. So if you are ever interested in any of the offerings we have, I'm not sure when the let shoot the next Let's Shoot the Rehearsal will be, but just email us info at 10,000nos.com. I do that. I do 10,000 Nose Insiders. So whatever you need, we are here for you. In the meantime, here's Becca Kavasik. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Everybody, we got Becca Kavasik, manager extraordinaire in the house. <laughs> Just to, to give everybody the lowdown, Becca and I have worked together for, I don't even know how many years, but I'm guessing <laughs> it's definitely over, it's probably around 13-ish. Yeah. One of the things I'll say, Becca is so humble and kind that I forget until I said, send me your bio. And she sends me some of the people that she represents and some of the things that she's done. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, and I'm like kind of pinching myself that she represents me because she really has a classy list of clients and she's done so much. And prior to being a manager was in PR. So she's got a really unique perspective on the business and, and I think can be helpful to everyone. And also being a producer on projects for her clients like Kenneth Branagh right now, she, they just have a movie that was uh belfast that was it wasn't released yet or it, it's november 12th in the november state 12th. oh so this is actually really exciting that it's it's coming out in less than two weeks and we can get to that later for now i think a good place to start is a lot of people on the call some of them have an agent some of them have a manager some have neither some have both it would be interesting to hear your version of the difference between an agent and a manager and what you can do for your clients versus what an agency might do do you have thoughts on that yeah absolutely well first of all thanks for having me matt really appreciate being here. It's fun to fun to be in this forum and to meet everyone. And, and thank you for that nice introduction. I really appreciate that. I usually say the main difference between an agent and a manager is that an agent is a specialist and a manager is a generalist. You know, it feels like sort of, you know, the manager's almost like the CEO of the client's company. And our job is to oversee all of the departments. So we oversee the agent, we oversee the publicist, we oversee 
not so much the business manager, but the attorney, everything that has to do with the client's work in any regard falls into our, our buckets. You know, an agent's job is really mainly to get jobs for people. So it's to get the auditions, it's to get the offers, it's to help negotiate the deal. And that's really their prime, prime job. And managers that are, you want a proactive manager. We are proactive managers. And those people also help get their clients auditions and work and help broker relationships and, you know, sort of make sure that when there's a lead or a bite or, you know, a client's given a great audition and got great feedback that, we're following up, the agency's following up because of course the, the goal is to help land that job. So you obviously have to do your work and give your best audition. And then, you know, once you've done that, then it's on us to kind of keep massaging it and moving it along and finessing it. So that's, I'm now getting more specific, but mostly we're, we oversee kind of a bit of everything and agents have a much more specific job than we do, but our job overlaps with what agents do because no, frankly, no one will brings on a manager, you know, who's not going to be getting you auditions because that's, you know, you want to, you want to work. So you want a manager who's proactive and who's also supplementing what the agent's doing in terms of, of getting opportunities. Do you have an opinion on whether it's better if there are people in the group who have neither at this point, better to seek out a manager first and then an agent or an agent first and then a manager? What What's your opinion on that? I know for us, we, I, I can't remember if I when I came to you, if I had an agent or I was between agencies, I actually can't remember, but I do remember we left, we did search and find Marion together. And these guys have all met Marion, but do you have thoughts of like, it's better if you're going to go with someone first, go with the manager or an agent? What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I do have a thought. I mean, first of all, I think when you're starting your career, you're at a certain place in your career. I mean, you, if you can get an agent or a manager, that's good. You should get whichever one you can get. That's good. But I think if one had their choice, I would say, and maybe I'm saying this because I'm biased as a manager, but I would say get a manager first because I feel like you're in general, I mean, Matt happens to be close to both of us. So both me and Marion, he's very close to, but often, often agents are busy. They have a lot of clients. So your closer relationship tends to be with your manager who, who one would hope has many fewer clients and can be more strategic with you and, you know, has their eyes on everything. You know, I think the the a manager should have fewer clients because you have a larger purview and and our job is to partner with our clients to help attain their goals, you know, and in order to do that you need to have some time. So, we keep our list smaller, agents have a much bigger list. Typically one's closer relationship is to their manager. And so, you want to find that person that you are connected with and then you want to then you together would let it. I think it's better to find the agent because you want to find the agent who works well with your manager who the manager feels like will really deliver for you. So I think if, if one has a choice, then I would suggest finding an, a manager first and then the two of you together figuring out who the best agency partner is. But again, if you find a great agent first, fantastic. And then it works opposite. And then you find, you know, you ask the agent who, you know, they like to work with in terms of management and you can go that way as well. But I think in a perfect world, I would, I would suggest management first. One of the things that I get from Becca and Marion, I think she's got great taste and she is very nice, but also willing to say if I like, I think I gave the example that was embarrassing to me and Becca, you'll remember this. It wasn't that long ago. The Pete Berg Netflix thing that I just found out went to Taylor Kish. I was like, hmm, okay. Um, I made that, uh, that tape. I really, you know, I was like, oh, I, I want this. I'm going to go for it. And, and 
and I did this whole thing where I, I went and I was like, you know, digging in the backyard and cutting to this thing and I had music over it and I don't generally do that, but I was like, Oh, screw it. I'm going to go for it. And, and you watched it and you kind of, you were like, okay. And then I was like, well, is, what do you think? Is the music cheesy? And you were like in the nicest way, like, um, it's interesting you use that word. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's a little distracting and you could try to, and we, and I kind of tweaked it, but I mentioned it just to say your manager in a perfect world has your back. So they're going to fight for you when you're really right for something. They're also going to be honest enough with you when you do something that's well-intended and you can disagree with them, by the way. Um, I kept a version of that in that, but I took out the music, but they're going to disagree with you in order to help you. They're not just like, you don't want someone with you. Who's just going to go. Yeah, yeah, Matt, you're great. You're great. You're great. Because that's not really helpful either. So maybe we could just kind of touch on that, you know, your personal stance on just like how you work the creative relationship with your client because i know we've had these conversations about you just told me recently i'd really like you i'd rather you not work than go work and do something that's not good for you how do you do it yourself and then what do you suggest are like pitfalls for people to look at when they meet with managers and the manager is either too yes 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 or whatever what what's your thoughts on that yeah it's a good question there are lots of pieces to that i mean i guess in terms of auditions, it's tricky. I mean, it's, it's interesting that you use that example because, I mean, you did you did really go for it and you took a risk, which I really applaud. So, you know, I certainly don't want to ever, you know, shoot down that type of courage, you know, and that's amazing. So that was really, really terrific. You know, and I think it was good because I think we partnered up to figure out how you could keep a piece of what you wanted to show and maybe, in, and maybe it'd make it an adjustment. But I think the tricky thing is, is that what makes each actor special is what is special about you. You know, it's what you bring to the table, what your take is on a character, you know, which comes from your entire history, your whole life. You know, you read a character, certain, but one person may read a character one way, one person may read it another way. And that's what's so interesting about this job is that you can play a character in so many different ways. I mean, obviously you start with what's on the page and sometimes it's very clear and maybe there's depending on the role, maybe there isn't as much latitude, but the tricky part about the creative process in terms of auditions and things is that, for instance, Matt will come with a take on a character. You know, I, I might read something and, think, and see it one way. Matt then will do an audition, which is different than how I expected it to be, you know, but it's, it's cool. So, and interesting. So I don't like to get too much in the way of the actor's creative process. Cause I think I think that's what makes you special and unique. And who am I to say, you know, unless I feel like someone's way off base and it just doesn't, it's never going to fly because it just doesn't seem right. You know, I, I want, you need to do what you, is you feel and that's, what's going to shine through and, you know, will ultimately determine whether you're right for the part or, or not right for the part from the actual, the actual acting process. I don't like to interfere too much unless I'm asked, you know, or, if, or, if, or unless I feel like it's a real misstep, you know, if there, if an actor feels unsure about, the choices and wants an opinion, or if it's like I said, you know, not, I feel like it's completely in, you know, a different direction than what it feels like they're going for, then I'll say something. So, I mean, the other part that you're addressing, Matt, is I think a bit more of the creative strategy, you know, and as Matt said, I, I think one thing that we're very good at, I think at our company, and, and hopefully this is, this is something you do want to look for in a manager in particular is we really try to listen to the client and listen to what the client wants to do and what the client's goals are. And not every client, I mean, of course, every client, every actor wants to work, but beyond that, there, there may be more very specific goals. And we really like to hear what those are, you know, and 
we've had lots of conversations, you know, with Matt about, you know, sort of elevating, you know, and, and being choosier about material. And that's music to my ears, by the way, because I, I really, you know, sometimes you have to take a job because you need to work, you need the money, you need to build a resume, whatever it is. So there are, of course, plenty of times where you need to take the jobs that you get. So that's perfectly understandable, you know, but there hopefully will come a place where one can be choosier, you know, and Matt's obviously in that place. And so we've had lots of conversations about, you know, sometimes you don't work for a while and you just really want to work, but the, the right job hasn't come along. So do you work because you really want to work or do you wait? And that's what Matt was alluding to. And we've had lots of conversations about waiting for the right jobs. And it, it seems, you know, where Matt's concerned that we've really made, I mean, sometimes, you know, Matt's had to wait a long time to work, but the, but then the work that he's done, Matt's always great, but the, but the, the projects that he's done have been really, have gotten better and better. I think that that's, that's a strategy that I always support, a creative strategy that I support. And often saying no to something is more powerful than saying yes to something. And it elevates you to some degree, you know, that you're not just going to do any job that comes your way. You know, you're, you're choosy and that's how one should look at you, you know, and, and present you with more special opportunities. So, you know, obviously that's an important conversation to have with a client and to understand what that particular client's goals are. Or if you some like suddenly think, oh my gosh, you know, you would be such a great host you know, let's just say, or, you know, you know, or Matt wrote a book and Matt, Matt did that on his own, but we were very supportive of that because it was a great idea, you know, that spun off from his podcast. And anyway, so sometimes you will get an idea of maybe we should try this direction and see how that goes. It's an ongoing conversation with a client that you didn't, it needs to always, it keeps needs to be updated too. Are we still on track? Is this still the strategy? Do we want to move in a different direction? I had this idea, you know, so that's part of the ongoing conversation. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important for everybody here. You know, I've had some people in this group say, you know, I, I'm with them, I'm with an agent or I'm with a manager, but they're not really like, I'm afraid to ask them. They're not sending me out and, I, and I'm afraid to talk to them about it. Cause I don't want to piss them off. And one of the things that, you know, and it's harder in the beginning of your career because you're kind of, you need more. But one of the things that, that I think Becca in particular has been really great with is I'm a little bit like Jerry Maguire. I wrote that mission statement that like was like what I really wanted to do. And I sent, I gave it to Becca and Marion. And sometimes I'm like Jerry Maguire. I wake up and go like, what the hell did I do? I just want to go work. <laughs> and they've been really good about remembering to represent my highest self, me at my most powerful. Because when I wrote that mission statement, it was like me in a mode where I'm like banging my chest and I'm like, screw this, we're gonna go for this. And then like, sometimes you wake up like a scared little kid, like I just wanna work. And, mm -hmm. and I think Becca has been really good about reminding me of that. And so it, it really is like a, it's a relationship. It's not a, it's not one-sided. It's not, you're not always like completely in step with each other, but hopefully you have someone that kind of, I think Becca knows what I want when I'm in my, in my best head and I'm not always in my best head and she'll stick to her guns. And like, like that's what happened recently where we had this conversation and I was like, I don't know, should I just go work and do these? And, and that's when Becca said, you know, I think I'd rather you not work than do something that you don't really want to do. And it kind of emboldened me because while it may be scarier, I'm like, okay, she still sees the vision. She still sees it. So finding for you guys, whether you have someone right now, now or, you, or you're looking for someone, and again, easier said than done, 
but finding someone who really gets you and is championing your highest aspirations, I think is really important, you know, and maybe you're not going to find that the first time out. I mean, I had other managers before Becca, but now we've been together for a long time, but I, I worked with other people before. And at some point it kind of like, it, it just no longer was there. Like I felt like I was maybe like out to pasture with them. What, what else in terms of like, let's say people are looking for representation. By the way, I, I will just say this so nobody feels you know bad if I say it later. I know uh, these guys are chock full of clients and, and clients that are working. So these are this is like a hypothetical. I don't think Becca at this point is looking for any new clients, but I'm not sure. So hypothetically, someone here is looking to, you know, they're looking for representation. Are there any red flags where you're like, oh God, don't do that. Are there any things that you've had someone do that you currently represent where you were like, I don't think I'm even looking for another client and somehow they won their way into your heart and you have a great relationship with them? You know, it hasn't happened to me in a long, long time that I've found someone that hasn't been referred, either that I've gone after or hasn't been referred by, you know, an agent that we work with or someone, you know, producer or something. So casting director even. I mean, so mostly these days I've gotten referrals. I think when I was a younger manager and I was looking for clients, I mostly found people by events and things. I mean, I think a lot, it was, you know, theater, it was comedy shows. It was, I guess, mostly in those days, it was those kinds of live events. But the nice thing about this day and age, which is much different, yeah, I think if you want to be an actor, you need to be acting <laughs> is the bottom line. Yeah. The thing that I respond to the most besides talent is someone's passion, can do spirit. He's just going to go for it. We'll do whatever it takes. They have to want it as much as we want it for them, or it just, it's, it's just not for us. It's not a match. You know, we have to feel like we are a real partner. We don't want to be pushing anyone to like do an audition or pushing anyone to I don't know, go do a play or whatever it is. We, you need to want it more than anyone, frankly. And we, then we, we also then want it for you. So that, that's the first thing I would say. We represent this actress um, called Kathy Baker, who has been in a million things, Edward Scissorhands, Picket Fences. And she, I remember saying that she gives advice to younger actors that, you know, if you want to act, you need to be acting. So go find a play to do, go find a, you know, a, a short film to do, go, you know, Meet, meet your friend who wants to be a director and, and develop, make some content. And I think Morgan Freeman had said a version of that to her as well. And the nice thing about this day and age is that it's so easy to create your own content. You know, you can write something, you can partner up with people, you can create shorts. And there's so many ways to draw attention to yourself as an actor. And I think another thing that it's important is to, to figure out who you are as an actor, you know, to be very clear about what roles you want to, can play. And I know every actor wants to, to do a range, but I think early on, you have to sort of distill it down to the essence of who you are and play parts and write material and, and perform in roles that, that sort of speak to that. And then I think that hopefully, you know, you can then bring attention to your work. You know, you can invite people to your shows or you can, you know, you have some videos to actually send to people that you've created. If you don't already have a reel together from, you know, acting work that you can share, you know, there's lots of ways then to, to reach out to people 
you know, and I think it's a matter of also talking to friends, talking to friends. And, you know, if you've gone to school, you know, talk to your professors, you know, talk to your friends, who are they represented by? You're probably hard pressed to find an actor who's fully happy with their representation because I think every actor wishes they could, they went out more, you know, had more auditions, had more opportunities, had more shots, had more jobs, but people, you know, they, they have a, a good relationship with their person. They're pretty effective, you know, just talk to people and say, you're looking for a manager, an agent, get referrals, you know, go to places where you might meet some and just, just work basically, you know, just do whatever you can to work as much as you possibly can when you can in your downtime. Marion had said something very similar about knowing yourself, knowing the business, knowing where you are, not limiting yourself to that, but, but knowing that and helping your representatives help you by just, just by virtue of knowing it. And then also hustling. You said, you know, call attention to yourself. You could do things on social media. Where does that get to be? At which point you think about you and I, it's not all about calling attention to myself at this point. There, It's almost in some places, it's like waiting, holding my, my bullets for a more specific target. At what point do you feel like, do you have advice for people in just in the beginning, basically just to kind of do like a look at me, look at me? And then, and then eventually shift it once they have, they get their foot in the door. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that's what I, when I was talking about that, I was definitely talking about people who are starting out, you know, or who are sort of more at the beginning of their careers and looking for agents and managers and needing to get the attention of representatives, basically. You know, I think at some point then, you know, on social media and things, your, your uh, posts are more strategic. I mean, they should always be strategic. I mean, when you're posting early on, you know, you, there should be a purpose behind your posts, but at that stage is with the um, goal of getting representation. But, you know, then as, as your career moves on and as you work and you're promoting projects, I mean, then it becomes more strategic and, you know, how, what do you, how do you post? What do you say? I mean, obviously you get guidance then from studios and networks about what to post and things like that. But, but I think you can still have fun with your social media and you can still post fun videos and, and funny things or, you know, funny observations, you know, and I think that that certainly helps build a following, but it probably I think with social media, you always should be strategic, but early on, it's definitely about getting, it's always about getting attention actually, you know, just whether it's getting attention to help find representation or if it's getting attention to, to have people tune into your latest work. We talked a little bit, Becca, about this is later in some of your clients' careers where you're helping them with projects that they're writing and directing their own films. One of Becca's clients, Fran Kranz, I think I put the article in the Facebook group He's, he's got his film mass. Did it win Sundance? No, it didn't. No, it didn't win it didn't, Sundance. It, but it, it got a good distribution. It got an audience award at Woodstock, but it, yeah, I got a di good distribution deal coming out of Sundance. Okay. Okay. So you've helped people kind of branch from just, just having acting careers. Do you encourage your clients? Like, you know, these guys are looking, if they can write, do you encourage that when they're coming to meet with you? They're, they're telling you, I mean, that's part of the whole package to be thinking of themselves in, in terms of like, okay, when I'm pitching myself to a manager, I'm not just compartmentalizing and saying, can you represent me as an actor? It's helpful actually, if they say, I also write, I've made a short film. I've, am I right or wrong on that? I personally think so. Absolutely. I think I, you know, I love it when, when our clients have other interests and other areas, you know, and want to pursue other things. I think it's exciting. And I would say probably 
that's probably more something to come to a manager with than an agent. Because I imagine most, when you're starting out, most agencies that you're signing with, well, not necessarily, but they they kind of want to focus on one thing. They want to bring, you know, they want to bring you in as an actor, unless you're proven as a writer already and you've already, you know, produced some things that make sense. Then maybe you meet with the agents, you know, the the both the talent and the lit side of the agency. But I think probably with agents, it's better to be more focused initially on just the acting, which it's tricky saying that because then when you later say, oh, I want to write too. And, you know, and then they try to introduce you to their lit side. That's not, that doesn't always pan out when you're, when you're signed as an actor and not signed by the lit department. So it's, it's a bit tricky, but I do think probably initially it's better to, to go in with whichever one of your passion is. So if your passion is an actor, go in with that. If you're more passionate as a writer, then go with that. But I think managers, you know, that the part of our job is to be kind of expansive in our thinking and, and wanting to, you know, we had one client we met with one time, so that he always wants four all four he he pictures his career as a stove and he always wants all four burners going so the writing the acting the singing and the I I think um books so he always wants all four burners always you know percolating and going and you know I thought was kind of a good analogy you know and that as a manager that is exciting for sure but I think with agents I'd be a little bit more specific thanks for listening really appreciate you coming over here or watching this on YouTube however you got to me just want to let you know a couple of our offerings if you go to 10,000nos.com we have the 10,000 knows insiders community which is a virtual community where I meet with artists once a week every Monday for an hour over Zoom. And then every month I bring in an industry VIP. You can also check out my book, 10,000 Knows: How to Overcome Rejection on the Way to Your Yes. If you're interested in private coaching, whether in person or over Zoom, I do that as well. For all this stuff, email info at 10,000knows.com. In the subject line, tell us what you want. We do our Let's Shoot the Rehearsal weekend intensive on-camera retreats in New York City and elsewhere throughout the year, every couple of months. So check that out. You can also email us to join the newsletter. I will not flood your inbox. It'll only come once a week. Love to have you in our circle. Thank you for listening. If you really dig it, tell your friends, put it on social media. If you feel like it deserves a five-star review over at Apple Podcasts, please give us one there. Once again, thank you, and we'll see you next week.